Kapal <coughs> worries for you. Why do you worry? This is the Bhajan Teri Sachakare Kirpal on page 124. He is the all-owner of the whole world. He is merciful to the poor. Except devotion, no worry works, even if you think a million times. My Lord makes the high from the low. He listens to everyone's voice. Giving up me, me, do thee, thee. The protector protects you. In the court of the Lord is the support of the master. The mighty cow moves back. He always protects those who are clean and true within. Reducing the gallows to a pinprick, he cuts the trap of attachment in Maya. Oh, benefactor master, I thank you a million times. After coming, you have taken care of Ajayb. Kripal worries for you. Why do you worry? Bhajan of Sanchi on page 124. Oh.
and we are far away from him. Now, without the true Satguru, you are wandering from door to door. Get your faults forgiven if you want to please the Beloved. If I meet gracious Beloved Kripal, he will give his support to me, the drowning one. Oh, Ajayb, you have to make your soul meet for a true separated Beloved. The soul has gone far away from the Lord. She has to be shown. Now you have the human body, and you must meet the Beloved. Bhajan of Sanchi on page 193. <laughs> <laughs> Guru Bajo, Dada Dada Fidiye, 
to Bula Le Baksha Jikantarajonani Hunamiliyamanasajamakantanuponani Malikatoi Hoi Dure Nu Samajonani Responding to it and taking it further. 
says, you have just heard how yoga is working in present times. The talk is called The Perfection of Man, and how in the midst of the darkness there is hope for light. The golden or higher age of Satyug will be born from Kali-yug. It will not fall from heaven all at once. The change has started. Those who have eyes to see, those who have eyes may see, those who have ears may hear. It is always darker before the dawn, but the more darkness there is, so the more light there is before us. The awakening is already there, and twinklings of light can be observed. Again, I would say, those with eyes may see, those with ears may hear. Now this, the talk continues on in this vein also, but this particular opening paragraph struck me very much when I first read it. And when I got to India the next time, which was in February 1972, <coughs> just a few months after this, I asked Master what, how this was possible, because I, I was, of course, under the impression that the Yuga theory involved a very um, predestined kind of pattern where each yuga in turn degenerated into the next for four yugas, millions of years. And then there was a period of equal duration in which the whole creation below the spiritual creation was withdrawn into God or into the higher creation. And uh, everyone who was stuck there was comatose during that period. And then it all began again with a new golden age, Satyuga. And I, I, this is the way the Hindu scriptures present it, and this is the way that um, the masters often talk about it, actually. And I um, was curious. So I asked Master about that, and he said, well, sometimes it's like that, but not all the time. And I said, and this time it's not going to be like that? And he said, that's right. This time it's not going to be like that. This time the Satyuga, the Golden Age, is going to be born out of the Kali Yuga, the Dark Age, the Age of Time. And it was very, actually, mind-expanding to me to hear that because, of course, Master was saying that we have some, it is our conscious decisions, the choices that we make, the degree of priority to which we make his priorities conform to ours, that we, we will bring this about. This is like our job, is to bring about the golden age. So how to do that? I want to... Um, into a couple of other talks by Master Kripal. This one is the title talk of the book, The Coming Spiritual Revolution, given on December 7th, 1972, a little over a year after 
the talk we just read. And I want to read a couple of paragraphs from it. Uh, this is familiar stuff. I've read this a lot, and other people have too. But, you know, the more familiar something gets, the less we may pay attention to it. So I will try to read it as though we had never heard it before in our lives. And again, it's just a brief selection. Begins, dear brothers and sisters, the people are crying for peace. How can we have it? Peace should start from our hearts. We should give out peace as prayed by Guru Nanak. Peace be unto all the world over under thy will, O God. And for this, naturally, there must be a spiritual revolution. The world is already in revolution, but this revolution should be different. This revolution should not be of the body, but against the evil propensities of the mind which keep us away from God. This will be achieved if we give right understanding to the people at large, which will result in right thoughts. First comes understanding, then come right thoughts, which result in right speech, and right speech will result in right actions. The whole thing starts from right understanding. So you will find right understanding first lies in recognizing that there is a maker of the universe who is the controlling power and permeates all creation. This world did not come out of itself. There is a maker and scientists lately have come to this conclusion that the whole creation is controlled by some power which is conscious. So this is the first thing. The whole world is the manifestation of God. No east and no west. The earth below and the sky overhead is his manifestation. Guru Nanak went to Mecca. At night he was lying down with his feet toward the Kaaba, the house of God. The clergyman over there rebuked him. Why are you lying with your feet toward the house of God? He politely told him, Dear friend, I see God all around. There's no place where he is not. If you think there is any side where God is not, you may turn my feet that way. You see? So masters say, all is holy where devotion kneels. This is the first right understanding. A great Muslim saint says, the whole earth is blessed because God permeates all. If my followers find the time for prayers, they can sit on any ground anywhere and say prayers to God, no matter what way their face is, because God is everywhere. The Quran, the Muslim scripture, also says God is everywhere. It matters little whether we face toward west or east. Say your prayers where you are. So this is the first right understanding. We are living in him, have our being in him. He is in us, outside us, above us, below us. Like fish in water, 
we have our existence in him. That is right understanding. And further, God made man with equal privileges, all born the same way, no high, no low. All have got the same outer concessions, eyes, ears, etc., and all have the same inner concession. We are kept in the body by some higher power, which is the same for all. So this is right understanding, that we have this thing, God resides in every heart, and that all is holy where devotion kneels. All are born with the same privileges from God, no high, no low, no east, no west. And this will result in right thoughts. And I would... Sorry, I'm going to read the next paragraph too, excuse me. Um, on my last visit, a meeting was called for the East and the West. Others who were visiting America attended this meeting, and I was also one of them. Each man told us where he was from. When my turn came up, I told them, It is said, of course, that East is East, and West is West, and never the twain shall meet. But there is no East and no West. The whole creation is the house of our Father. All countries are so many rooms in that house. It is we who made these things on account of our want of right understanding. So this is one thing. If you have this understanding, what will be the result? Your whole angle of vision will be changed. You will see that we are all children of God, the same Father. The true fatherhood of God and brotherhood of man will be cemented. So this is what I mean by spiritual revolution from godlessness. And Master, of course, always um, in his definition of things like godlessness and so forth, um, he always differentiated between what we usually call belief in God, right, saying that we believe in God, and the kind of immediate knowledge of God, which is what he's talking about by the right understanding, that we really see that God is there, that he is within us, outside us, above us, below us, that he pervades everywhere, that everyone we meet, human and animal, male and female, um, high or low, rich or poor, etc., are all manifestations of that God. And this is the point at which the spiritual revolution begins, is with the recognition of that. Not, by the way, and this always struck me in connection with this talk, although he explains some basic points about the path in the course of the talk. Um, he never equates knowledge of the path, knowledge of the theory of the path, knowledge of the practice of the path even, with right understanding. 
right understanding is the recognition that God is everywhere, including within everybody. And that this is the way to relate to the universe, with the recognition and understanding that it is a manifestation of God, and that the people we meet, the animals we meet, are all manifestations of God. That is the spiritual revolution, or the beginning of it. That is what we are supposed to inculcate to everybody. And the talk to perfection of man, uh, later on is a point in it where he says that we are to proclaim that from the housetops. This is what um, we are supposed to proclaim. Other things will follow from that. Once the angle of vision is shifted, and we really and truly repent, okay, as I've often pointed out, the Greek word that is translated repent in the Bible, metanoiate, means turn around. In the Greek, when John the Baptist and Jesus said that, that's what they were saying. Turn around, for the kingdom of God is right here at hand, you see. That's what it means. If you turn around, you can see it. If your angle of vision changes, if your perspective shifts, it's there. But it has to shift, and that's the beginning of the spiritual revolution. Now, obviously, there is a cosmic or universal dimension to that, too. And this is the point. Peace starts from our hearts. It's like the things that happen in the world are reflections and Master has said pretty much this uh, at different times, both uh, Kripal and Sanchi have said this actually, that what happens in the outer world is a reflection or a reflex of what happens within various people's inner worlds. In other words, it's like a, a, um, a shift, a weight of opinion, a weight of ways of looking at things, that a lot of people share does affect the way things happen. If we think, for example, that physical force, if a lot of people think this, that physical force is a legitimate, perfectly acceptable way to deal with problems, whether personal, national, or whatever, if a lot of people think that then uh, and don't question it, then that's the way we'll do it. But if a lot of people begin to wonder, you know, hey, is this the best way? Can we do it some other way? These are children of God that we are going to be beating up and killing. Um, God is manifested in them. He is in that country too, etc. If we think like that, if enough people think like that, then it will become impossible to do it because the weight of momentum will be on the other side. And that begins, it can begin with one person. I mean, all the religions of the world, all the major religious systems, and the minor ones too, really began with one person. And they were, with that person's vision, that person's participation in the spiritual revolution was picked up on by others, and in turn it affected their vision, and that in turn affected others, and so forth. Along the way, with the religious systems, um, 
it became easy to get mixed up with what, uh, you know, the trappings of power and of coercion and uh, the fundamental insights tended to be forgotten in all the religions of the world. This is what Dostoevsky is the grand, the grand inquisitor is all about, the section in the Brothers Karamazov where um, the Grand Inquisitor, uh, who has just completed a big section of the Inquisition and burned about a hundred people, discovers that Christ has returned, and he arrests him. As soon as he realizes that it's him, he arrests him and explains to him that he was all wrong, and that the Church has corrected his work by uh, accepting the devil's offer to of all the kingdoms of the world. And in fact, the Christian church from the fourth century on uh, did begin to make that kind of compromise and work with and become part of state governments, and it still does, and so do the other religions of the world also. And um, in each case, there is, of course, a complete missing of the point. In terms of how to do it, I do want to read from another great talk of Master Kripal's. This is a um, again a brief section. From the birthright to become God. And I'll pick up, a, this is a section from the middle of this talk. This was a phenomenal talk to be present at. I was present at this talk. It was given January 19th, 1964, uh, in the um, Friends Meeting House in Washington, D.C. It was n not in the main room where the birthday celebration was held a week later. It was um, downstairs. And... Um, the room was packed. Master stood during the whole talk, which is very rare for him. He greatly preferred to to sit, of course, as most masters have done. And uh, the talk was absolutely electric. It's impossible. I've tried many times to convey what it felt like to be in the room this day. But the charging, I mean, you, we talk about charging, and I've experienced charging with the Master a very great deal, but the charging at this occasion was just phenomenal. It was really like people felt, I felt, and I know that other people felt the same way because we talked about it afterwards, like we were all wired, and the, the, electrics, the electricity was racing back and forth between us. And it seemed like, you know, as we listened to every word that Master said, seemed like just solid gold. And he was so, he spoke so earnestly and so intimately, although he was standing up and there was a large number of people there. Well, it was, there were probably between one and two hundred. That was the size of the crowds generally in the 63 tour. Not nearly as big as later. And, um... But still, it seemed like a lot of people. And he reached each one of us, you know, with 
he reached into our hearts and gave us right understanding. And this talk has many things, I mean, it, it, although it was given before the other two talks we have read, it's very much connected with them in that, um, again, the, although he doesn't use the term in this talk, the spiritual revolution is what he's talking about. And if we think back to the talk, Five Decoits Are Looting While Man Slumbers, which we read from last time, a couple of months ago, we can see um, how this connects with that too and um, becomes clear enough. And he gives, here we, he gets into how to do it more. So he says, he's speaking about, maybe I'll start a little earlier. Yeah. When you come to such a master, this is the first thing to be done. Well, I'll start a little earlier. Okay, I love this talking. I want to read more of it. What is the difference between a master and an average man? He is a man, just as a doctor is a man like us. But the doctor knows by anatomy how the system works, how diseases arise, and how they can be cured. Similarly, this is a disease from which we are suffering. He who is adept and competent, who himself goes beyond these bounds and can help others to raise themselves up, is called a master, that is, the God in him. Do you know who can give you a contact with God? No son of man can do it. It is God absolute which came into expression. When he came down, he gave teachings of the higher way because he had seen it. He knows the way, and in the human body he is conscious of it. That is the difference between an average man and a master. When you come to such a master, this is the first thing to be done. And here we lack, I tell you. We are given some experience, but we don't live up to it dragged away by the outside pleasures, knowing that God is within us, the priceless jewel, the priceless pearl, we cannot leave off this dross of the outside things. Tagore, a poet of international fame, says, O oh God, I see there is a great wealth in you. Why cannot I throw away the filth of the dross of this body? Knowing fully well we do realize the truth intellectually. What do the masters say? God first and the world next. And what do we say? The world first and maybe God afterwards. Truly speaking, we are not after God, we are after the world. We pray to God why. Most of us want worldly things. Were that not within the competency of God to provide them, nobody would have thought of God. A weaker man prays before some stronger person. Whatever goes out from the heart of our hearts, he hears. He is there already. He is watching our every action. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. This is what all the masters said. This is the first thing. I have been laying much stress on that very point. 
I have been requesting and directing. I have been begging of you people through my circulars and verbal talks too. And still, if you do not do it, we should. That's the first thing. What will happen? Although your vision is through your open eyes, you will have so much control over your sight that while your eyes are open, you do not see. This we can develop. Newton was sitting by a roadside solving certain mathematical problems. He was so absorbed in these problems that although a band passed by him playing, he didn't hear it. Why? Until this attention, which is the outcome of our soul, is with the outgoing faculties, the outgoing faculties do not work. Somebody approached and asked him, Well, Newton, has any band passed by this way? No, he answered, I don't know. You might have had an experience in your own lives of having sat very much absorbed in some thought, and when somebody called you, you did not hear it. If somebody comes and sits by you while you are absorbed, you don't feel who has come and gone. This is the training of the attention, which is called surat yoga. When the attention or surat is set, you might be sitting with hundreds of people and still be all alone. This is what Emerson says. When he wanted all loneliness, he went to an inn where hundreds came and went. This was because he had no concern with anybody. He was absorbed in his own thoughts. If you think that you should leave the world and go to the wilderness, there also you have animals and trees and your attention is drawn outside. The only thing required is to control all the outgoing faculties. And how to do it, you can learn from those who have done it and by following their instructions. You might have experienced in your own life that when you are cut off from everything outside, you feel a sort of rest and peace, not every day, but at times. When you are quite absorbed and cut off from everything, you feel a sense of pleasure, rest, bliss, and peace. Naturally, what happens? We are after having that peace prolonged. Naturally, we want that. We are children of light, as I told you. Like a candle's flame, our source is up. Everyone wants to go up. If you turn its face downward, even then it will go up. Our soul is of God, of light. It is bound by the outgoing faculties in the body. When it is liberated, it will go up. This is but natural. Then, naturally, true rest comes. How? When we withdraw our attention from outside and enter the laboratory of the human body. When you enter an air-conditioned room after having been in the burning rays of the sun, how rested you feel. There is something like that. You feel at rest. You have some glimpses when Master comes. Not only does he show you how to withdraw from outside and enter this laboratory of the human body, but he also shows you how to rise above the senses and have some experience of the beyond. When? When there is no questioning of the mind. When the intellect is at rest, that truth naturally becomes effulgent and you see light. If you are questioning why this is so, why that is not so, why that has not come, 
then your mind is not still. It has to be stilled. What you feel at that time is the experience of God in the form of light and sound. The Master first gives you an experience of how to rise above this iron curtain of the human body. Then, as you practice day to day, you rise above the astral body, the causal body, and the supercausal body. Day to day, you experience more bliss and joy. Saint Tulsidas says that when he rose above body consciousness and reached the causal plane and had an experience of bliss and joy, he thought, that is the most and highest of all. But after he had transcended the causal plane into the supercausal and beyond, he said, the causal plane is perhaps only a washroom compared to this. So has some experience like that. We wish to go in there. Why don't we want to go in there now? Because we find joy and bliss and happiness in outside things. And moreover, we have never cared to analyze, to go into the matter of what it is that gives us bliss in the outside things. We are conscious beings. How can a conscious being have bliss or joy or happiness in material things? But we do feel it. How? Why? We are bliss personified. God is all bliss, all happiness, and all joy. And this bliss is also innate in us. So long as we are identified with something, we reflect our own happiness in that thing. When that thing is withdrawn from us, or we are made to withdraw from it, we feel unhappiness. So we should identify ourselves with something which is not changing, and that is God alone. Any happiness we feel with outside things is not really lying in those things, but in our own selves. It is reflected in things, so long as we are identified with them. An awakened soul cries, Oh, how beautiful you are! How beautiful, how all-wise! He sees his wisdom in all things because he becomes a conscious co-worker of the divine plan. He sees that it is he who is doing it, not himself. Naturally, the question arises from a new man, How did you get into this state? You say it's all beautiful, it's all glory. Outside and inside, it is all his expression. God is light, God is everywhere. He is the one who has always been the doer. But how did you attain to this state? What did you do? That is a natural question. We are all, I think, seeking that state. The first step is be truthful. Be truthful. If you don't tell lies, you will change. Deeds of darkness are committed in the dark. You go and want to do it somewhere where nobody can see you. Anything that requires secrecy is a sin. Two seekers after God went to a master. The master told them, look here, here are two pigeons. Take them away and kill them someplace where nobody sees you. One was very active. He went around under the shade of a wall where nobody was looking, 
killed it and came back in a few minutes. The other poor fellow, wherever he went, did not find any place where nobody would see him. From morn till night he went around and around, and he returned in the evening unsuccessful. The master asked him, What? Haven't you been able to kill it? No, sir. Why? Could you not find any place to do it? No, sir. And who was seeing you? The very pigeon was seeing me. And at this point, um, Master told the story so funnily. It was when he came out with the punchline, the very pigeon was seeing me. The, the whole room began to laugh. It was very sweet. And the Master is responding to that laughter, actually partly anyway, what he says next. Follow the beauty of the sayings, I tell you. Live up to them, each one of you. You must be an ambassador, I tell you. Whoever has got the human body has the birthright to become God, I tell you. There is no exaggeration about it. But the pity is that we don't follow it. For that very purpose you will find that you have been given diaries to maintain. What are they for? Be truthful in mind, word, and deed. Don't make false promises. Don't think one way and say another. Let your heart, brain, and mouth agree. What is the criterion of a truthful saying? That all these three, your tongue, what you are saying, your intellect, and your mind, agree with what you have in your heart. Can you then do any evil thing? When you do anything and you are later on asked, what were you doing, and you say, nothing, sir, is that telling lies? When you tell one lie, you have to tell hundreds of other lies to cover that lie. How we create more thorns for our own selves. With a truthful man, ask him something at any time, and he says the same thing. He does not have to think about what he has to say. But a man who tells lies would have to think, I told this man this thing, that man another thing. He is all the time trying to reconcile things. But the cat must be out of the bag. Even one thing, if you are truthful, you can change. So naturally, we want truthfulness first of all. But not so that anybody sees it. You see it. The God in you sees it. The master power within you sees it. That is why I say, be true to your own selves. If you are true to your own selves, you are true to your God, to your master. If you are true to your own selves, you have none to fear in the world, in the three worlds. This is the first thing that is required. And further, when some God in man, the human pole where he is manifested, puts you on the way and gives you an inner contact, that God power is the true master, not the son of man. That resides within you. Can you do any evil or bad thing even when a child of five years of age is sitting beside you? You'll require secrecy. Our master used to say, when a child of five is sitting beside you, you'll want secrecy. If you are going to do some evil thing, you try to avoid being seen, although that very God power is within you watching your every action. How can you do any evil? So fear that. 
once it so happened in my life, generally these controversies do come up, that there was a great deal of propaganda against me. Once Master asked me to initiate 250 people in the monthly gathering. Competition then naturally arises, and there was a great amount of propaganda against me. I kept quiet, because I was true to my own self. I knew God is within me. Master is within me. And it was so arranged that I could not talk to the Master for eight months. Such influential people were involved. Once my elder brother, who was also initiated, was there, and I told him, if you go to the Master, just by the way, ask him if there was any sin I might have committed. But his eyes were giving me support, you see. He asked him. Master said he has not done anything wrong, either knowingly or unknowingly. But strangely enough, so much has passed over his head that he has never come to me to say that this propaganda that is being spread is not right. I never asked any question of my master except two or three when I first met him. So I naturally requested, I want a few minutes with you. Oh yes, yes, you are welcome. So at night when everybody was away, he said, lock the door. I sat by him and I told him, Master, I did not come to you because I knew you are in me and you are watching my every action. And you also watch the future trend of my action. That is why I did not come to you. All the tables were turned. Be truthful, I tell you. This is a very great qualification. We people don't care. We sell the prophet Joseph for the sake of a few petty monies. You gamble your eternal life with a few mundane things. Be truthful. Have fear. He is seeing. He is watching. These are two qualifications. And he goes on to talk about meditation also and um, carries it a lot further. In the talk that we read from at first, The Perfection of Man, Master tells, as the talk goes on, two stories, one of which is the same one, the pigeon story that we just read. The other one uh, is another incident he mentioned many times, that uh, in the ancient epic days, uh, in the Third Age, actually, the Dvapar Yuga, um, Draupadi, who was the wife of the five Pandavas, was once attacked by somebody who wanted to rape her. And she, she was a disciple of Lord Krishna, and she prayed to him, asked him for help, and um, he eventually came. And he prevented the rape from happening. However, uh, her head covering was pulled off against her will by the attacker. And um, she said to him, uh, after he had fixed everything, she said to him, well, what took you so long? Why did you wait so long that, that I actually began to be disrobed? And he said, well, who did you call for help to? And she said, well, naturally, Lord Krishna of Vrindavan. He said, well, when you called for me from Vrindavan, I had to come from Vrindavan, and that took some time. 
If you knew that I was within you, that I was closer to you than anything, the heart of your heart, I would have been there instantaneously. So it's it's a a very important point, I think, to remember. The Master is within us, and he is available to us from there. We don't need to go outwardly to him, although we certainly, you know, if we have the opportunity, we certainly can if we want to, and we'll get a lot out of it, no doubt. But the point is, for immediate purposes, the master power is within us, and we have access to him. And the initiation instructions at the very end, master says, you know, that God is in you, and the master is also in you, and you will receive help. We will receive it. We have to ask for it. And we have to ask for it from the right place, but we will receive it, just just as Dropadi received it, but later than she liked. We also often receive it later than we like. doesn't mean we don't get it. So all these things, um, the spiritual revolution is the bringing about of the golden age within the dark age. And it is also involves waking up, and it involves turning around or repenting. It involves developing right understanding so that we see what the world or the universe is really like, not what everyone thinks it's like. It's not a collection of separate things which have their own discrete existences. It is rather the manifestation of one thing, which is what we call the power of God. And that is what is happening, is the power of God is manifesting everywhere. But as Master says in the beginning of the talk I just read from, just as hydrogen and oxygen combine together produce water, which is a substance different from the two, and he explains that, you know, Oxygen is life-giving. When people are very ill, they give them oxygen. And hydrogen chokes our throat if we, if we in, uh, inhale it. But you put the two together and you get something which is vastly different from either of the first two. So the combination of the mind and the soul, when the soul is, is coupled with the mind and bound by it, it becomes what we call the jiva, the doer, and we see the world as a collection of jivas rather than as the manifestation of soul, because that entering into it of the mind factor changes the whole perspective. So the idea is to go past the mind, beyond the mind, not to eliminate the mind really, because the point is when we begin to see from the level of the soul what we we can use the mind in a very different way. It is no longer uh, a problem for us. And he talks about that in that talk too. The servants have bound the mistress and are running the house all topsy-turvy and this and that. And that, uh, but when you return the, when you turn the tables, make everything right, then it becomes different. 
Alright, today I do want to play the tape which we tried to play a couple of months ago and couldn't. Um, I think we'll hear it today. This is the, what I always call Sanchi's farewell address. He did, there was a group that went to India after this one and he did give them talks and it could, the, the um, case could well be made that they, uh, the farewell address was in that group but this one is such a summing up of not only his mission really but of Sawan and Kripal as well and such a pointer toward the future and such a powerful and loving admonition as to what we should do with our lives that I, I always think of it as a farewell address. This was in February 1997, the last talk of the next to last group that ever went to see him. And some of us were there, and this, this is without a doubt, of all the satsangs I have attended, the one, the one I mentioned earlier when Master gave that talk that I was reading from, that was a very memorable satsang. And there are others with both Kripal and Sanchi. It's impossible to say this one is better than that one like that. But we can say that this one resonated with me more than maybe others. And I have to say that this particular satsang lives in my memory as absolutely transcendent. And I, I, I cannot believe that I had the good fortune to be there when Sanchi gave this talk. Okay, it's just a half hour, so we'll hear the whole thing. Good. बड़ा दिल खुश होया सानू पता है के गल ना करन यार दी जिथे ओ सवा दुरकार नहीं जिथे आप दे परम प्यारे दी कोई गल ना करे ओ सवा च बैठना ही गुनाह है तुसी देख लो जिदे नाल थवाडा प्यार होवे ओ दीया गल्ला सुनदे हां दिन रात ना जी अक्के ना थक्के ना टाइम दा ही पता लगे के कद वीत गया है किने रीत दा है वेरी गुड द भजन संग बाय ऑल दैट ईयर वंस वेर वेरी गुड वेरी स्वीट फुल ऑफ द लव ऑफ द मास्टर एंड आई लाइक देम वेरी मच द प्लेस वेयर योर बिलवर्ड इज नॉट टॉक्ड अबाउट दैट कांग्रेगेशन दैट मीटिंग इज नॉट एक्सेप्टेबल टू अस यू नो द प्लेस वेयर दे डोंट टॉक अबाउट आवर बिलवर्ड वी डोंट लाइक टू गो देयर and it is like a sin to attend such a meeting where the beloved is not remembered and the beloved is not talked about when we talk about our beloved one we do not know that how the time went by how the time passed neither we feel the boredom nor do we feel tired we never feel exhausted and we never remain aware that how long it has been that we have been talking about the beloved yaro badi achambe di baat hai सावन के चरणा मैं भी बचपने तो जाना है जाता रहा है उत्थे परमात्मा कृपाल सी मैं इन्हों काफ़ी सारे भजन 
ਜੋ ਤਾਈ ਜੀ ਜਾ ਕੇ ਸੁਣਾਉਂਦੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਸੀ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਸੁਣਨ ਦਾ ਮੌਕਾ ਮਿਲਿਆ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਇਹ ਨਹੀਂ ਪਤਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਕਿ ਪਵਿੱਚ ਵਿੱਚ ਜਿਸ ਦਾ ਇਹ ਭਜਨ ਬੋਲੀ ਦਾ ਹੈ ਇਸ ਨੇ ਹੀ ਮੇਰੀ ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਠੰਡ ਵਰਤਾਉਣੀ ਹੈ ਦੀਆ ਵਨਸ ਇਟ ਇਜ਼ ਅ ਵੈਰੀ ਸਰਪ੍ਰਾਈਜ਼ਿੰਗ ਥਿੰਗ ਦੈਟ ਈਵਨ ਦੋ ਆਈ ਯੂਸਟ ਟੂ ਗੋ ਇਨ ਦ ਫੀਟ ਆਫ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਬਾਬਾ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਜੀ ਸਿੰਸ ਮਾਈ ਚਾਈਲਡਹੂਡ ਐਂਡ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਸਿੰਘ ਵਾਸ ਆਲਸੋ ਓਵਰ ਥੇਅਰ ਐਂਡ ਈਵਨ ਦੋ ਆਈ ਹੈਡ ਹਰਡ ਮੈਨੀ ਭਜਨਸ ਰਿਟਨ ਬਾਈ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਸਿੰਘ ਵਿਚ ਵਰ ਸੰਗ ਬਾਈ ਤਾਈ ਜੀ ਬਟ ਐਟ ਥੈਟ ਟਾਈਮ ਆਈ ਡਿਡ ਨਾਟ ਨੋ ਥੈਟ ਥੀਸ ਭਜਨਸ ਥੀਸ ਵਰਡਸ ਆਰ ਰਿਟਨ ਬਾਈ ਥੈਟ ਗ੍ਰੇਟ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਹੂ ਇਜ਼ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਟੂ ਬ੍ਰਿੰਗ ਦ ਕੂਲਨੈਸ ਟੂ ਮਾਈ ਹਾਰਟ ਲੇਟਰ ਔਨ ਇਨ ਦ ਫਿਊਚਰ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਸਾਵਨ ਦੇ ਨੇੜੇ ਹੋ ਕੇ ਬੜਾ ਦੇਖਣ ਦਾ ਮੌਕਾ ਮਿਲਿਆ ਹੈ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਚਰਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਵੱਧ ਤੋਂ ਵੱਧ ਸੰਗਤ ਕਰਨ ਦਾ ਮੌਕਾ ਮਿਲਿਆ ਹੈ ਪਿਆਰ ਨਾਲ ਇੱਕ ਬੱਚਿਆਂ ਦੀ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਚਰਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਹੱਥ ਲਾਉਣ ਦਾ ਵੀ ਮੌਕਾ ਮਿਲਦਾ ਰਿਹਾ ਹੈ ਆਈ ਗੋਟ ਮੈਨੀ ਓਪਰਚੁਨਿਟੀਜ਼ ਟੂ ਕਮ ਵੈਰੀ ਕਲੋਸ ਟੂ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਐਂਡ ਟੂ ਸੀ ਹਿਮ ਫਰਮ ਵੈਰੀ ਕਲੋਸ ਐਂਡ ਜਸਟ ਲਾਈਕ ਅ ਚਾਈਲਡ ਆਈ ਗੋਟ ਮੈਨੀ ਓਪਰਚੁਨਿਟੀਜ਼ ਟੂ ਟੱਚ ਹਿਸ ਫੀਟ ਐਂਡ I got many privileges many opportunities to come very close to master savan singh and hear him mara savan singh da pyar jo ho aam dinde si sangatan nu oh bayan to bahar hai jehda oh hasa karde san hasde si aisa lagda si jive sara sharir hi ohna da hasda hai jive ohna de muh de vich oh phul girde hai ਉਹ ਹੱਸਦੇ ਵੀ ਮੋਹ ਲੈਂਦੇ ਸੀ ਤੁਰਦੇ ਵੀ ਮੋਹ ਲੈਂਦੇ ਸੀ ਗਾਲੋ ਕਿਸੇ ਹੋਰ ਨਾ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਸੀ ਕੰਬਣੀ ਕਿਸੇ ਹੋਰ ਨੂੰ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਸੀਗੀ ਉਹ ਬੜੇ ਹੁਸ਼ਿਆਰੇ ਨਾਲ ਅੱਖਾਂ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਹੀ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਸਮਝਾ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਸੀਗੇ ਦ ਲਵ ਵਿਚ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਜੀ ਯੂਸ ਟੂ ਪੋਰ ਆਊਟ ਐਂਡ ਗਿਵ ਟੂ ਦ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਵਾਸ ਬੀਯੰਡ ਐਨੀ ਡਿਸਕ੍ਰਿਪਸ਼ਨ ਇਟ ਕੈਨ ਨਾਟ ਬੀ ਡਿਸਕ੍ਰਾਈਬਡ ਇਨ ਦ ਵਰਡਸ ਐਂਡ ਵੈਨ ਹੀ ਵੁਡ ਲਾਫ ਹੀ ਵੁਡ ਲਾਫ ਇਨ ਸਚ ਅ ਵੇ that it would feel that as if his whole body is loving and the flowers it always would seem like the flowers were coming out of his mouth when he was laughing many times he would attract the souls with his smiles and with his laughs many times he would attract the souls by his walking many times he would be talking to someone else but someone else would be feeling the intoxication there you ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਬੜੇ ਉੱਚੇ ਭਾਗ ਸਨ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਬੜਾ ਹੀ ਸੁਭਾਗ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਪ੍ਰਾਪਤ ਸੀਗਾ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੇ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਚਰਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਬੈਠ ਕੇ ਆਨੰਦ ਮਾਣਿਆ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੇ ਇੱਕ ਵਾਰੀ ਵੀ ਸੂਰਤ ਪਿਆਰ ਨਾਲ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਤੱਕ ਲਈ ਉਹ ਭੁੱਲ ਨਾ ਸਕੇ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਮੇਰੇ ਇੱਕ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਵੀ ਪੜਦੇ ਹੋ ਕਿ ਜਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਦਾ ਉਹ ਮੈਂ ਮੁਸ਼ਕਾਉਂਦਾ ਹੱਸਦਾ ਦੇਖਿਆ ਮੈਂ ਭੁਲਾ ਨਾ ਸਕਿਆ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਫੋਰਚੂਨੇਟ ਵੇਅਰ ਦ ਸੋਲਸ ਹੂ ਗੋਟ ਦ ਓਪਰਚੁਨਿਟੀ ਟੂ ਸਿਟ ਐਟ ਦ ਫੀਟ ਆਫ ਬਿਲਵਰਡ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਦੇ ਹੈਡ ਵੈਰੀ ਗੁੱਡ ਫੇਟ ਦੇ ਹੈਡ ਵੈਰੀ ਗੁੱਡ ਫੋਰਚੂਨ ਥੈਟ ਦੇ ਵੇਰ ਏਬਲ ਟੂ ਗੋ ਐਂਡ ਸਿਟ ਇਨ ਹਿਸ ਫੀਟ ਐਂਡ ਥੋਸ ਹੂ ਸਾ ਹਿਮ ਈਵਨ ਵਨਸ ਇਫ ਐਨੀ ਵਨ ਸਾ ਹਿਮ ਵਿਦ ਮਚ ਲਵ ਐਂਡ ਫੇਥ ਇਨ ਹਿਮ he could not forget his form in one of the bhajans i have written that the way he smiled the way he was if anyone saw him even for once with love he could not forget him pyareo satsang hunde vich aam bachiyan di tarah premi sawal kar lende sige oh dasde bade haske dasde 
ਲੇਕਿਨ ਜਦੋਂ ਜਿਆਦੇ ਅਸੀਂ ਸਵਾਲ ਵਗੈਰਾ ਕਰਦੇ ਸੀ ਤਾਂ ਫਿਰ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਸੀਗੇ ਕਿ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਜਿਆਦੇ ਮਸ਼ਰਾਓ ਨਹੀਂ ਮੈਂ ਜੱਟ ਹਾਂ ਜੱਟ ਦੇ ਛੋਟ ਵੀ ਬੜੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਜੇ ਉਹ ਛੋਟ ਨਾ ਕਰੇ ਤੇ ਜੱਟ ਕਰੜਾ ਵੀ ਬੜਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਡਿਊਰਿੰਗ ਦਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਮੈਨੀ ਟਾਈਮਸ ਦਾ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਵੁਡ ਆਸਕ ਹਿਮ ਦਾ ਕੁਐਸਚਨਸ and laughing smiling and with much happiness he would answer those questions even while he was doing the satsang but many times when a lot of people would ask him the questions when there would be many questions then he would even say like well don't take me for granted because i am a farmer the farmer if he wants he can give you a lot of concession and if he wants if he doesn't want he will not give you even a little bit of concession so don't take me for granted just be reasonable ਜਿਹੜਾ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਪਿਆਰਾ ਨਾਦੀ ਪੁੱਤਰ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਸੀ ਇਹ ਹਮੇਸ਼ਾ ਹੀ ਜਦ ਕਿਤੇ ਐਸੀ ਬਾਤ ਚੱਲਦੀ ਸੀ ਤਾਂ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਸੀਗੇ ਕਿ ਵੀ ਦੇਖੋ ਮੈਂ ਅਕਾਊਂਟੈਂਟ ਰਿਹਾ ਹਾਂ ਪਾਈ ਕਟੀ ਤੇ ਕਟੀ ਕਿਉਂ ਵਧੀ ਤੇ ਵਧੀ ਕਿਉਂ ਆਏ ਹਿਸ ਬਿਲਵਰਡ ਸਨ ਹਿਸ ਸਪਿਰਚੁਅਲ ਸਨ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਸਿੰਘ ਵੈਨੇਵਰ ਹੀ ਵੁਡ ਟਾਕ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਐਂਡ ਵੈਨੇਵਰ ਹੀ ਵੁਡ ਟੈਲ ਮੀ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਆਲ ਥੀਸ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਹੀ ਵੁਡ ਟੈਲ ਮੀ ਥੈਟ ਯੂ ਨੋ ਥੈਟ ਆਈ ਐਮ ਆਈ ਹੈਡ ਬੀਨ ਐਨ ਅਕਾਊਂਟੈਂਟ and if there is one penny less why it is less and if there is one penny more why it is more i need to know the accounts pyareo dairy ese hi kathni da ik hissa hai ke zindagi jehdi hai it aiban de vich pai te pai kyon bhajan nahi kita te kyon nahi kita eda koi sawal jawab nahi ga devans the diary which he has given to us is the expression of what he said in the words the meaning of the diary is that why did we have so many faults in our life why did we make so many mistakes in this life and why didn't we do the meditation ha mai pyareo mainu hafta par tade vich abhyas karke bada anand aaya tuhanu pata hai ਕਿ ਗੁਰੂ ਸਿੱਖ ਦਾ ਜੋ ਰਿਸ਼ਤਾ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਪ੍ਰਭੂ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਨੇ ਖੁਦ ਜੋੜਿਆ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਕਿਸੇ ਇਨਸਾਨ ਦਾ ਜੋੜਿਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਨਹੀਂ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਨੇ ਕਿਹਾ ਹੈ ਸੱਚਾ ਸਾਖ ਟੁੱਟਦਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਕਰਤਾਰ ਭਗਵਾਨ ਨੇ ਜੋੜਿਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੈ ਗੁਰੂ ਸਿੱਖ ਦਾ ਰਿਸ਼ਤਾ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਇੰਨਾ ਹੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਿ ਅਸੀਂ ਦੋ ਦਿਨ ਮਿਲ ਲੇ ਫੇਰ ਭੁੱਲ ਗਏ ਪਿਆਰਿਓ ਗੁਰੂ ਕਦੇ ਵੀ ਨਾਮ ਦੇ ਕੇ ਆਪਣੀ ਪਿਆਰੀਆਂ ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਭੁੱਲਦਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੁੰਦਾਗਾ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਨੇ ਕਿਹਾ ਸੀ ਭੁੱਲਣ ਅੰਦਰ ਸਭ ਕੋ ਉਪੁੱਲ ਗੁਰੂ ਕਰਤਾਰ ਪਿਆਰਿਓ ਦੋ ਤਾਕਤਾਂ ਹਨ ਜੋ ਉਪੁੱਲ ਹਨ ਜਿੰਨਾ ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਨਾਮ ਦਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਭੁੱਲਣਾ ਤਾਂ ਕੀ ਸੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਵਿਸਾਰਦੇ ਵੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਦੂਰ ਨੇੜੇ ਮਾਤਾ ਦੇ ਬੱਚੇ ਨੂੰ ਵੀ ਉਹ ਜਿਆਦਾ ਸੰਭਾਲ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਇੱਥੋਂ ਤੱਕ ਆਪਦੇ ਸੇਵਕਾਂ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਹਮੇਸ਼ਾ ਅਰਦਾਸ ਕਰਦੇ ਆ ਗੁਰੂ ਗੋਬਿੰਦ ਸਿੰਘ ਨੇ ਕਿਹਾ ਸੀ ਸੁਖੀ ਵਸੇ ਮੋਰੋ ਪਰਵਾਰਾ ਸੇਵਕ ਸਿੱਖ ਸਵਾ ਕਰਤਾਰਾ ਹੇ ਭਗਵਾਨ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਮੈਂ ਨਾਮ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਹੈ ਇਹੀ ਮੇਰਾ ਪਰਿਵਾਰ ਹੈ ਇਹੀ ਮੇਰੀ ਫੈਮਿਲੀ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਸਾਰੇ ਸੁਖ ਚਾਰ ਦਿਨ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਦੇ ਸੁਖ ਦੇ ਵੀ ਕੱਢਣ ਔਰ ਨਾਮ ਜਪ ਕੇ ਇਹ ਆਦੀ ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਵੀ ਸੁਖ ਸ਼ਾਂਤੀ ਦੇਣ so dear ones i enjoyed meditating with all of you this past week and uh, you know <coughs> that the relationship of the master with the disciple 
is made by Lord Almighty Himself and it cannot be broken. No power, no one can break this relationship which has been formed between the disciple and the master because <coughs> it is not that after you go from here the relationship is over. Guru Nanak Sahib says that the true, relation, the true relationship never breaks because the Creator Himself has made this relation. So, <coughs> the Masters always remember their disciples. Guru Nanak Sahib says that there are only two powers which do not forget anything. One is Lord Almighty and another is the Master. Everything else is forgetful, but the Master and Lord Almighty are not the forgetful ones. After giving us the initiation, they never forget us. What to talk about forgetting us? They never even <coughs> go away from us. They are always with us. They always look at us and they always take care of us. Just like a mother takes care of the child in the same way, the masters always take care of their disciples. Guru Gobind Singh had said that all the masters always make the prayers. They always request to Lord Almighty for the well-being of their disciples. Guru Gobind Singh had said that, O oh Lord, <coughs> May all my disciples live in comfort and peace, all the disciples, all my family members. They understand all the initiates whom they have initiated as their family members. And that is why they always request, they always pray to Lord Almighty that they are my family members. And I wish, I pray for them that they may live in this world. Whatever time they have in this world, they may live comfortably, they may live happily. And also they would do the meditation of the Shabad Nam so that they may return to their real home. Pyaareo, Swami Ji de Charna de Vich, Ek Premi Mihi Neto Darshan Mande Onda Onda Siga Oda Sama Nede Aya Os Nukayen Lagge Ke Dekh Vai Darshan Achchi Tera Kar Lai Or Aap De Andar Ejnai Darshan Anu Bitha Lai Onda Mihi Neva Tainu Miloonga Nai ਇਹ ਸੰਤਾਂ ਦੀ ਦਿਆ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਆ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਵਾਰ-ਵਾਰ ਉਹ ਸਾਵਣ ਕਰਪਾਲ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਮਿਲਣ ਦਾ ਮੌਕਾ ਦਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਭਜਨ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਕਰਨ ਦਾ ਮੌਕਾ ਦਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਦੀ ਕਦਰ ਕਰੋ ਪਿਆਰਿਓ ਇਸ ਸਰੂਪ ਨੂੰ ਆਪਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਬਿਠਾ ਲਓ ਐਦੋਂ ਵੱਧ ਚੰਗਾ ਮੌਕਾ ਸੁਹਾਵਣਾ ਮੌਕਾ ਫੇਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਮਿਲੇਗਾ ਜੋ ਖੁੱਲੇ ਦਿਲ ਨਾਲ ਪ੍ਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਸਾਵਣ ਕਰਪਾਲ ਨੇ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਸਭ ਨੂੰ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਹੈ देयर वाज अ डियर वन of Swami Ji Maharaj who used to go to have his darshan once every month. Once when his time came near, Swami Ji Maharaj told him that dear one, you should have the darshan of the master in abundance and dwell this form of the master within you because next month I will not be able to meet you. So it was his grace that he made him realize that he should have the darshan of the master. So dear ones, in the same way, this is also the grace of Lord Savan and Kripal that he gives us so many opportunities to meet with each other. Again and again he is bringing you here, again and again, and again he is making me meet you and again and again he is giving us the opportunities to do the meditation, to do the bhajan and simran. We will not get this blessed opportunities again, we will not get such grace again. So whatever time we have got, we should always appreciate it, appreciate these trips appreciate this opportunity and dwell the form of the master within and do the bhajan and simran wholeheartedly tuhanu hindustan di shadkan da pata hi hai phir khash karke jis ilake ch main reh reha hai utho di shadkan da vi pata hi hai main kis tarah e budha sharir leke 
ਤੁਹਾਡੇ ਕੋਲੇ ਨਿਰਸਵਾਰਥ ਸੇਵਾ ਕਰਨ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਆਉਣਾ ਹੈ ਇਹਦੀ ਕਦਰ ਕਰੋ ਮੇਰੀ ਇਹੀ ਆਸ਼ਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਇਹ ਕਿਵੇਂ ਨਾ ਕਿਵੇਂ ਭੁੱਲੜ ਆਤਮਾ ਆਪਦੇ ਘਰ ਨੂੰ ਤੁਰ ਪੈਣ ਆਪਦੇ ਜੀਵਨ ਨੂੰ ਸਵਾਰ ਲੈਣ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਉਨੀ ਖੁਸ਼ੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਦੀ ਵੱਧ ਤੋਂ ਵੱਧ ਜਦ ਕੋਈ ਪ੍ਰੇਮੀ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਦਰਸ਼ਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਆ ਕੇ ਆਪਦਾ ਅੱਛਾ ਵਿਆਸ ਦੱਸਦਾ ਹੈ ਅੱਛਾ ਤਜਰਬਾ ਦੱਸਦਾ ਹੈ ਯੂ نو ਹਾਊ ਦ ਰੋਡਸ ਇਨ ਇੰਡੀਆ ਆਰ ਐਂਡ ਸਪੈਸ਼ਲੀ ਦ ਪਲੇਸ ਵੇਅਰ ਆਈ ਲਿਵ ਰਾਜਸਥਾਨ ਦ ਰੋਡਸ ਆਰ ਟੈਰੀਬਲ ਓਵਰ ਦੇਅਰ ਬਟ ਸਟਿਲ ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਓਲਡ ਏਜ ਕੈਰੀਇੰਗ ਥਿਸ ਓਲਡ ਬੋਡੀ ਯੂ نو ਦੈਟ with how much difficulty i make this journey i travel from so far and i come here so i appreciate my coming here i appreciate the time which we spent here my wish is only this that you may start walking on the path back to your real home my wish is that you may wake up and you may do your bhajan and simran when the dear ones come and tell me about their experiences in the darshan that gives me the immense pleasure pyare bachcho main zindagi ch ਕਰਿਆ ਹੈ ਮੈਂ ਜਿਆਦੇ ਭੁੱਖ ਪਿਆਸ ਕੱਟੀ ਹੋਈ ਹੈ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੈ ਜਿਸ ਕਰਕੇ ਮੇਰਾ ਸਰੀਰ ਜਿਆਦੇ ਕਮਜ਼ੋਰ ਹੈ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਡਨ ਦ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨ ਇਨ ਮਾਈ ਲਾਈਫ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਸਫਰਡ ਅ ਗ੍ਰੇਟ ਅਮਾਊਂਟ ਆਫ ਹੰਗਰ ਐਂਡ ਥਰਸਟ ਆਈ نو ਦੈਟ ਵਾਟ ਇਜ਼ ਦ ਰੀਜ਼ਨ ਦੈਟ ਮਾਈ ਬਾਡੀ ਇਜ਼ ਸੋ ਮਚ ਵੀਕ ਪਿਆਰਿਓ ਅਜੇ ਵੀ ਮੈਂ ਖਾਣਾ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਛੱਡਿਆ ਛੱਡੀ ਰੱਖਿਆ ਹੈ ਮੇਰੀ ਜਗ੍ਹਾ ਘਟ ਗਈ ਹੈ ਖਾਣੇ ਵਾਲੀ ਅਜੇ ਵੀ ਮੈਂ ਖਾਣਾ ਉਹ ਪੂਰਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਖਾ ਸਕਦਾ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਦੇਖ ਲਓ ਜਦ ਕੋਈ ਖਾਣਾ ਪੂਰਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਖਾ ਸਕਦਾ ਕੋਈ ਫਲ ਫਰੂਟ ਪੂਰਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਖਾ ਸਕਦਾ ਗਾ ਉਹ ਮਾਲਕ ਦੇ ਸਹਾਰੇ ਹੀ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਚੱਲਦੀ ਹੈ ਸਿੰਸ ਆਈ ਹੈਡ ਗਿਵਨ ਅਪ ਈਟਿੰਗ ਦ ਫੂਡ ਫਾਰ ਅ ਵੈਰੀ ਲੌਂਗ ਟਾਈਮ ਥੈਟ ਇਜ਼ ਵਾਈ ਦ ਪਲੇਸ ਔਰ ਦ ਫੂਡ ਇਨਟੇਕ ਹੈਜ਼ ਬੀਨ ਰਿਡਿਊਸਡ ਐਂਡ ਸਟਿਲ ਆਮ ਨਾਟ ਏਬਲ ਟੂ ਈਟ ਥੈਟ ਮਚ ਐਂਡ ਯੂ نو ਦੈਟ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਕੈਨਾਟ ਈਟ ਇਨ ਅ ਫੂਡ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਡੂ ਕੈਨਾਟ ਈਟ ਇਨ ਅ ਫਰੂਟ ਐਂਡ ਦ ਅਦਰ things then the life goes on or the life is supported only on the support of lord almighty mera inna kuch kehn da bhav itna hi hai ke sacha rishta hai sab santan ne ehi kaha aapde guru nu tu hi meri mata hai tu hi mera pita hai bhain hai prata hai jadon assi har paso pyar nu kadd ke ek guru na la lende hai pyareo sanu vi chahida hai ke bade hi ਵਕਤ ਟਪਾ ਚੁੱਕੇ ਹੈ ਹੁਣ ਵਕਤ ਹੈ ਕਦਰ ਕਰਨ ਦੀ ਜਾਗਣ ਦੀ ਹੁਣ ਸੌਣ ਦਾ ਟਾਈਮ ਨਹੀਂਗਾ ਜਾਗ ਕੇ ਆਪਦਾ ਕੰਮ ਬਣਾ ਲਓ ਪਹਿਲਾਂ ਭਜਨ ਪਹਿਲ ਦਿਓ ਦੂਜੇ ਕੰਮਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਮਗਰੋਂ ਕਰੋ ਦ ਮੀਨਿੰਗ ਆਫ ਸੇਇੰਗ ਆਲ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਥੈਟ ਥਿਸ ਰਿਲੇਸ਼ਨਸ਼ਿਪ ਇਜ਼ ਵੈਰੀ ਸੋਲਿਡ ਇਟ ਵਿਲ ਨੇਵਰ ਬ੍ਰੇਕ ਐਂਡ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਦ ਰੀਜ਼ਨ ਆਲ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਆਲ ਦ ਸੇਇੰਟਸ ਹੈਵ ਸੈਡ ਆਲ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਹੈਵ ਕਾਲਡ देयर ਮਾਸਟਰ ਐਜ਼ they have said that you are my mother you are my father you are my you are my brother you are my friend you are my everything so dear ones this is an unbreakable relationship and you should appreciate this now there is no time to sleep this is the time to wake up so appreciate this time and make use make the best use of this time mera e matlab na leo ke assi karan de jo karobar hai unna nu hi chhad deiye ja putr tiyan nu assi ਬਲਾਈਏ ਨਾ ਯਾ ਪਤੀ ਪਤਨੀ ਦੇ ਰਿਸ਼ਤੇ ਨੂੰ ਅਸੀਂ ਛੱਡ ਜਾਈਏ ਨਹੀਂ ਪਿਆਰਿਓ ਅੰਦਰੋਂ ਸੰਨਿਆਸ ਸੰਨਿਆਸੀ ਬਣੋ ਉਹ ਜਗ੍ਹਾ ਪਹੁੰਚੋ ਜਿੱਥੇ ਜਾ ਕੇ ਸਾਡੀਆਂ ਸਾਰੀਆਂ ਆਸ਼ਾ ਤ੍ਰਿਸ਼ਨਾ ਸੁਨ ਹੋ
ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਹੀ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਰਹਿ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਮਿਸਅੰਡਰਸਟੈਂਡ ਮਾਈ ਵਰਡਸ ਡੋਨਟ ਥਿੰਕ ਥੈਟ ਆਈ ਐਮ ਸੇਇੰਗ ਥੈਟ ਗਿਵ ਅਪ ਯਰ ਰਿਲੇਸ਼ਨਸ਼ਿਪ ਵਿਦ ਯਰ ਵਾਈਫਸ ਔਰ ਵਿਦ ਯਰ ਹਸਬੰਡ ਔਰ ਗਿਵ ਅਪ ਯਰ ਹੋਮਸ ਔਰ ਗਿਵ ਅਪ ਯਰ ਫੈਮਿਲੀਸ ਆਈ ਡੋਨਟ ਮੀਨ ਟੂ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਵਾਟ ਆਈ ਮੀਨ ਟੂ ਸੇ ਇਜ਼ ਥੈਟ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਬਿਕਮ ਦ ਸੰਨਿਆਸੀਸ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਬਿਕਮ detached from all these things from your within you should do your meditation so much so that you may go within and reach at that place after reaching where all the desires come to an end so main aasha karda hai sare premiyan nu parmatma kripal da vaak main yaad dilauna chahunda hai ke 100 kam chhad ke satsang vich jao 1000 kam chhad ke abhyas andar baith jao ਉਹਨਾਂ ਚ ਕਰਤਨ ਨੂੰ ਖਰਾਕ ਨਾ ਦਿਓ ਜਿੰਨਾ ਜ਼ਿਕਰ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਆਪਦੀ ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਖਰਾਕ ਨਹੀਂ ਦੇ ਲੈਂਦੇ ਤਨ ਦੀ ਖਰਾਕ ਅਨ ਹੈ ਆਤਮਾ ਦੀ ਖਰਾਕ ਭਜਨ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਹੈ ਆਈ ਵੁਡ ਲਾਈਕ ਟੂ ਰਿਮਾਈਂਡ ਆਲ ਦ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਦ ਵਰਡਸ ਆਫ ਬਿਲਵਰਡ ਲਾਰਡ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਹੀ ਯੂਜ਼ ਟੂ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਕੀਪ ਅਪ ਹੰਡਰਡਸ ਆਫ ਇੰਪੋਰਟੈਂਟ ਵਰਕਸ ਟੂ ਅਟੈਂਡ ਦ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਐਂਡ ਗਿਵ ਅਪ ਥਾਊਜ਼ੈਂਡਸ ਆਫ ਇੰਪੋਰਟੈਂਟ ਵਰਕਸ ਐਂਡ ਸਿਟ ਫॉर ਦ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨ and he also used to say that do not feed your body until you have fed your soul the food for our body is the food which we eat but the food for our soul is the meditation ha bhai main aap di sab premiyan di wapsi yatra di shubh kamna karda hai main aasha karda hai aap raaji khushi apne parivaran vich ja ke mera bhi unna nu pyar deyo mainu utne hi pyare hai jitne tusi pyare ho ਆਪੋ ਆਪਣੇ ਕਾਰੋਬਾਰ ਜਾ ਕੇ ਜੋ ਛੱਡ ਕੇ ਆਏ ਹੋ ਉਹ ਵੀ ਕਰੋ ਔਰ ਆਪਣਾ ਭਜਨ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਵੀ ਰੋਜ਼ ਰੋਜ਼ ਕਰੋ ਡੈਰੀ ਜ਼ਰੂਰ ਰੱਖੋ ਡੈਰੀ ਬਾਰੇ ਮੈਂ ਦੱਸਦਾ ਹੁੰਨਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਪਿਆਰੇ ਡੈਰੀ ਇਹਨੂੰ ਰਸਮ ਰਿਵਾਜ ਨਾ ਬਣਾਓ ਵੀ ਰੋਜ਼ ਰੋਜ਼ ਉਹੀ ਗਲਤੀਆਂ ਹੁੰਦੀਆਂ ਜਾਣ ਮੈਂ ਦੱਸਦਾ ਹੁੰਨਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਪਿਆਰਿਓ ਜੋ ਗਲਤੀ ਅੱਜ ਹੋ ਗਈ ਉਹ ਫੇਰ ਨਾ ਹੋਵੇ ਇੱਕ ਗਲਤੀ ਹੀ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਨੂੰ ਸਾਰੇ ਨੂੰ ਖੁਸ਼ ਕਰ ਦਿੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਅਸੀਂ ਵਾਰੀ-ਵਾਰੀ ਗਲਤੀਆਂ ਕਰਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਦੇਖ ਲਓ ਕਿੰਨੀ ਖੁਸ਼ਕੀ ਆ ਜਾਏਗੀ ਕਿੰਨੀ ਆਤਮਾ ਤੇ ਮੈਲ ਚੜੇਗੀ ਆਈ ਵਿਸ਼ ਆਲ ਦਾ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਆਲ ਦਾ ਬੈਸਟ ਫਾਰ देयर ਰਿਟਰਨ ਜਰਨੀ ਆਈ ਹੋਪ ਐਂਡ ਪ੍ਰੇ ਥੈਟ ਆਲ ਆਫ ਯੂ ਮੇ ਰਿਟਰਨ ਟੂ ਯਰ ਹੋਮਸ ਸੇਫਲੀ ਐਂਡ ਹੈਪੀਲੀ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਗੋ ਬੈਕ ਟੂ ਯਰ ਹੋਮਸ ਪਲੀਜ਼ ਕਨਵੇ ਮਾਈ ਮਚ ਮਚ ਲਵ ਟੂ ਦਾ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਆਲ ਦਾ ਫੈਮਿਲੀ ਮੈਂਬਰਸ because they are also as dear to me as you are so please convey my love to all the dear ones and all the family members over there and the works the jobs which you had left for coming here i hope that you will get back on those works on those jobs and you will attend to the worldly responsibilities also <coughs> which you have got and along with that i hope that you will do your bhajan and simran regularly and wholeheartedly and will attend the satsang and also you should keep the diary you must keep the diary regarding the diary i always say that you should not make the filling of the diary as a right and ritual once you have written down a mistake once you have noted down that you have made this fault you have made that mistake you should not repeat that again because as i have often said that one even one sin even one mistake which we make makes our life very dry so if we go on repeat Okay, now we will give out the prasad. <clears throat> Everyone can have two bags of prasad, one for themselves and one for the families of the Sangat. So starting from this side, people should get up, take two bags of prasad, come close to Sanji, have his darshan and go back and sit at their place. circumstances completely beyond my control uh 
that tape was mutilated at one point, um, quite a while after it was given, some, some recorder that was being played in a satsang somewhere was chewed it up. And that's why there are a few sentences missing. But I'm going to read the last paragraph um, in its entirety the way that Sanchi said it, which, of course, his words were not touched and that Papu translated. And along with that, I hope you will do your bhajan and simran regularly and wholeheartedly, and you will attend the satsang. And also you should keep the diary. You must keep the diary. Regarding the diary, I always say that you should not make the filling of the diary as a rite and ritual. Once you have written down a mistake, once you have noted down that you have made this fault, you should not repeat that again. Because as I have often said, even one sin, one mistake which we make, makes our life very dry. So if you go on repeating the mistakes, if you go on filling up the diary form with all the mistakes, just imagine how much dryness will be created in our within, in our soul, and how much dirt of the karmas our soul will accumulate. So that is why when you fill out the diary, whenever you realize that you have made a mistake, do not repeat it again. Make your life pure. Okay. Our closing bhajan is on page 41. After coming, he cooled the heated hearts by showering the rain of Nam. The true Satguru has come to remove the pain of the suffering ones. The place where beloved Kirpal resides is blooming. Time after time, he planted the plants of Nam and gave the water of Satsang. Hail, hail, beloved Kirpal. He attached the dear ones to his feet. Showing the path of five Shabads, he united them in him. Removing the differences of duality, he taught only one Shabda. Beloved Kripal is present everywhere, absorbed in the eyes. The beautiful one who is present in all is obtained by the rare ones. He taught one Shabad after making us forget all the knowledge of the world. The servant Ajayb makes this prayer. Listen, O beloved Kripal, we have fallen at your door. Save our honor, O giver. Filling the Jolie of Nam, he taught to fill the Jolies of Nam. After coming, he cooled the heated hearts by showering the rain of Nam. The true Satguru has come <coughs> to remove the pain of the suffering ones. Bhajan of Sanchi on page 41. Tapa de here de tare ake. Namadami Varsagiya Dardani Vardanadukiya Vale Sacha Sataguru Agiya Tapade Hirade Tare Ake 
नाम दामी वारसागिया दारदनिवारन दुखिया वाले साचा सतगुरु आगिया जिस था थे खेड़ फाल पियारा ओते बागा बहारा समे समे सिर लाये बूते हज कीड़ियां गुलजारा जिस था थे खेड़ फाल पियारा ओ थे बागा बहारा समे समे सिर लाये बूते आज कीड़ियां गुलजारा नाम दे बूते लाये उसने सत संग पानी फागिया दारदनिवारन दुखिया वाले साचा सत गुरु आगिया थप दे हिरदे थारे आखे नाम दामी वारसागिया दारदनिवारन दुखिया वाले साचा सत गुरु आगिया दान दान पियारा अपनी चरनी लालिया पंच शब्द दारस था दस के अपने बीच मिलालिया दान दान खेड़फाल पियारा अपनी चरनी लालिया पंच शब्द दारस था दस के अपने बीच मिलालिया दुई द्वेत दाबेद मिथा के शब्द सिखा गिया दारदनिवारन दुखिया वाले साचा सत गुरु आगिया थप दे नाम दामी वारसागिया दारदनिवारन दुखिया वाले साचा सत गुरु आगिया हर था थे खेड़फाल पियारा अंकिया बीच समाया है गत गत देवीच वसदा सोना वीर लेने ही पाया है हर था थे खेड़फाल पियारा अंकिया बीच समाया है गत गत देवीच वसदा सोना वीर लेने ही पाया है